Hello again, Pilgrims, and welcome to this episode of the Pilgrim Story Hour. Uh, my name is Moni Dujeji, and I'm so happy to be with you today to speak about rituals. Now, this is something that you hear a lot of, especially when you're on the Camino. We've all heard them. We know what they're all about. Rituals are things that you perform for, uh, on a regular basis, for example, or that are, that are known to be something that have impact. So for example, when you're walking on the Camino, there is the ritual of leaving a stone at uh, Cruz de Ferro. Or when you arrive in the Cathedral of Santiago to touch the marble head of Maestro Mateo. Or when you arrive in Finisterre to um, burn some of your clothing or to take a dip into the Atlantic waters. So all of these rituals in that moment somehow seem to bring the sacred into where you are in the present and to somehow make powerful, even more powerful and more real, whatever it is that you are doing. So what I'm going to share with you today is a ritual that I performed during my pilgrimage. I actually didn't uh, burn my clothing when I arrived in Finisterre when I walked the Camino. I didn't do that. I don't know why. It didn't really call to me to do it then. But this, this particular ritual that I did um, naturally kind of occurred when I was walking in Turkey. And I need to kind of set, I was walking from Rome to Jerusalem. I had arrived in Turkey. I was with Alberto probably now we had been walking over 300 days. We were within um, maybe a thousand kilometers of Jerusalem, which sounds like a lot, but when you had walked 4,000, it's you know it's like you're in the home stretch at that point. And it was at a time when I was going through a lot of personal, emotional, and spiritual upheaval. You would think that after all those many months of walking, I would be kind of more calm, more steady understanding myself better, who I was, what I wanted to do. But I found at that time, it felt as if the entire universe was conspiring and dragging me towards having the courage to speak about my spiritual journey and to be authentic in word, in thought, and in deed. And I was kicking and screaming. I did not want to do this because to me the spiritual journey of course I was on a spiritual journey but that was to me a very private affair it was my business it wasn't anybody else's but every encounter I had every experience every person that I met every omen every synchronicity was all pushing me towards that and I was deeply resisting and I wasn't ready to admit yet that I was hiding a much deeper fear and the deeper fear was around um, what will other people think of me if I tell them about all of the miracles, if I tell them about all of the amazing things that are happening, especially coming from the corporate world. I worked at Microsoft for, for many years and I had worked very hard to earn the trust of um, senior people and senior executives in the business world, people that I respected and that I, I wished to emulate. And my fear was that if I started speaking about all of these, you know, spiritual occurrences and the miracles and how angels were appearing in physical form often to guide our way, that I would just be completely dismissed. And all that I had worked for my entire career would essentially go out the window. 
it would be in my mind putting the final nail in the coffin, if you will, of you know corporate money. And the weight of all of that really came out uh, when we had arrived in a town called Shanli Urfa on the eastern side of Turkey. Now, interestingly, um, we had not planned to go to this town. In fact, it's about 300 kilometers east of where we were going, where our route was taking us. But we had heard that it was a place of pilgrimage, that it was a place called the Land of the Prophets, where the faith and where the courage of all of the great prophets from, from some say from Abraham, from um, um, others like Job, was severely tested. And I wanted to go to this place to walk in the footsteps and to be um, in the energy space, if you will, of those before me who really had to find the courage to stand up for what they believed. And there's a wonderful legend and a wonderful story, um, which makes this place even kind of more sacred, um, of Abraham. Uh, at the time of Abraham, of course, there was uh, the tradition of worshipping various pagan gods. And there's the story of the king of the time, the, the pagan king, ordering Abraham to uh, renounce his god or be thrown over the cliff into the fires that burn below at the, at the bottom of the cliff. And Abraham refused and was pushed over the cliff into the burning fire, into the blazing fire below. But what happened was that the embers became fish and the fire became water. Um, and that water, that water and the wells and the fish continue being there to this day. There are beautiful canals and gardens that have been built up all around the site. And it's a place of great tranquility. And it's also a place where, um, again, the test, the deepest test, was faced with courage. And when he was able to do that, a great miracle occurred. His life was spared. And so as I sat in, a, in the park of, uh, of the gardens, in that area of Shanli Urfa and I felt the weight of all of that and I cried myself out and I thought oh my god after all of this time I lack deep courage. I, I have faith, I believe that I do have faith but I lack courage and as the tears kind of um, finally eased I, I felt um, a calming kind of presence and a kind of a voice in my head that just simply said you know you are deeply loved exactly as you are and you have more courage than you give yourself credit for and that you are in a process on a journey and perfection is not expected but certainly intention and it's your intention that is carrying you forward to have the courage that you need to find and it gave me such a tremendous sense of peace when I, I felt that and the waters as I mentioned are considered holy are considered sacred so I had uh, gone to the place where they believed the well actually sprang up from the place where Abraham fell. I had taken a bottle of water and carried that bottle with me for a couple of days. And when we came back to our path where we needed to start walking again, I remembered that I had bought a book. And it's funny because, you know, we were in Turkey. We had been walking in Turkey for over three months and we had hardly found anything in English. But while in Antalya, a couple of weeks earlier, I had found a, a bookstore that actually had a couple of English books. 
And one of the books that I had found was a book by Paolo Coelho called The Valkyries. And I had no idea what it was about. I just knew it was in English, and I liked Paolo Coelho, so I bought the book and I carried it with me. Well, as I was reading that book, I realized that there was a very powerful ceremony inside that book. And it's about warriors. They are essentially warriors trying to do the best that they can to bring light in their own world and love into the world. And so there to anchor that, they had performed. There was actually a ritual that they performed. And it involved the four elements, air, earth, water, and fire. And when I read through the ritual, I thought, this is what I need to do. I need to perform this ritual. But I didn't want to do the entire ritual. I didn't feel called to do the air and the earth. But definitely, I wanted to do the fire and the water. And so it's not like being in Finisterre by any means. I was in a hotel room. I went to the bathroom. I wrote down the fears that I wanted to kind of burn away. I lit uh, a small candle that I had a little tea like. I turned off the lights, and I was in the bathroom. And I began to read the actual words that were in the book as part of the ceremony. And I'm not going to get into it all the long, the, the, the thing of it, because it's quite long. Uh, but essentially, it talks about the fire. May this fire simply purify and burn away all the fears and all the doubts that I have. May this fire of wisdom illuminate my path. May this fire of love grow in my heart and show me the way. That's the essence of what it was about. So the fire, I used the fire, and I was, you know, I was bawling once again, you know, crying and releasing all of these fears into the fire and allowing it to purify all that was inside of me. And once that was finished, I took the bottle of water that I had uh, picked up from the land of prophets, the place of pilgrimage called Chenli Urfa or Ur, and I used that water to splash it on my face and to wash to kind of just uh, freshen up. And the water, there was also a ritual for water, because water is obviously the place. It is the, thing, it is the element that cleanses. It is the element that baptizes you in a way, that you are born anew in the self that you want to be. And at the end of that ritual, which kind of emerged naturally on its own, I felt a tremendous peace. And I felt that I had put into physical form, into ritual, something that had happened perhaps on the emotional planes, on the mental planes, on the spiritual planes. But now, with the ritual in the physical plane, I felt that I now had completed the circle and that I was now more ready than ever to continue walking this path of peace and of love and of bringing that into the world that I had embarked upon. And so this was, this was the story. This was of, of this ritual that I perform, performed. Um, thanks to the book, The Valkyries, by Paolo Coelho, which I found in a bookstore in Antalya. So that's my story. Um, I don't know if anybody here wants to share a story. I know that we have a couple of people with us. Um, I know John doesn't have something. Jacqueline, is there a story that you want to share? Hmm. I'm sure I have many stories that I'd like to share. Just not sure what... Um, what I could share, okay, <laughs> uh, you know, because I'm I'm a new grandma, right? And so when I think about some of the um, things that we've walked through over the ten months <laughs> of pregnancy, yes. it's not my pregnancy; it's hers, right? But 
what did I experience with that? It was I needed, I found, more sleep. I needed more sleep because this is an incredibly emotional 10 months that we're going through. And for me to be all that I can be for my daughter, yes. I needed to do more yoga. I needed to have more sleep. I needed okay. to do more things for me. Um, I didn't read a book on that. I just needed to follow what my body was telling me. So, yeah. yeah. I think what that's my very mind was saying that. Yes, and, and I think that's very powerful because often we think that we have to do these rituals because, you know, in a book it's written somewhere that you have to do these things when you, when you are on pilgrimage or, any, or on the pilgrimage called life. Um, yeah. But the, the truth is um, the deepest secret is to listen to your own heart's calling and to yeah. see what it is that it calls you to do in that moment so that you can honor uh, what you need. That is a ritual to me. Yeah. It, it was for 10 months. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the key exactly. Was, will I continue on? You know, I, I, it's interesting to um, have put it in place in that perspective where I was thinking it was more for her than for me, but that's not true. Yeah. It was very much for me. Yeah. That's excellent. That's great. Well, thank you. Thanks for sharing that. And um, thank you to all of you who are listening in, because I know there's quite a few of you who are listening. Um, if you have any stories, any other stories that you wish to share, any rituals that you performed, um, whether during your pilgrimage on the Camino or any other place, by all means, please feel free to send them to me and I'll, I'll try to include them. So thank you for tuning in to, uh, to this episode of the, the Pilgrim Story Hour, and we'll catch you again next time. Buen Camino, everyone. Uh, thank you.